Welcome back to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III. Today is Friday, June 5th, and on today's podcast, we are going to be learning about the future potential applications that 5G technology can support within the aviation industry. But first, I wanted to let our listeners know that we have officially announced our online Global Connected Aircraft Cabin Chats, which will be occurring the week of June 22nd, and we already have some great speakers confirmed as well. Check out our website for access to the agenda for Cabin Chats, which is free to register for airlines and also free to register for all non-airlines through June 5th after June 5th, so after today, airlines are still free, but there will be a registration fee required for all non-airlines after that. Check out www.gcasummit/cabin-chats for all the details on that. This week, I had the chance to catch up with one of the lead executives from the airports division of Nokia, which is the multinational telecommunications, mobile wireless networks, and IT company based in Europe. And through this discussion, you will learn about not only the future potential of 5G technology within the aviation industry, but also what 5G actually means from a technology enablement perspective, and also some of the ways that Nokia is actually already supporting some early use cases of 5G in Europe right now for aviation. So let's get into today's discussion. Thomas, if you could just tell us a little bit about your role with Nokia Enterprise and some of your maybe day-to-day activities there out there in Germany. Thank you, Woodrow. Um, yeah, I really appreciate um, this call with you. So yeah, this is Thomas Weberg. I'm uh, adding at global level, the airport and airlines business in the enterprise part of Nokia, meaning that in Nokia, we took a decision for the enterprise business to run a special division. This is where I am. Um, we are organized by segments according to the industry, parts of industry that we are serving with our offerings. And I'm uh, in charge of the airport and airline business there. Right. And you know, we've been uh, the the topic that we wanted to talk about today is 5G and its potential use within the aviation industry. Uh, I'm really glad we were able to catch up with you specifically because um, one of the things that I like to try to do with all of our guests on topics like this is try to just define what the actual technology is, right? So I try to assume that most people, you know, you see a lot of articles and in, in, in discussion online about 5G and uh, what its potential could be, but most people probably don't know what the actual hardware and software and, you know, kind of enabling technologies are for 5G. So uh, as an expert in this area, could you first just kind of give us a brief background and understanding on what exactly 5G is? Yeah, my pleasure. So 5G. Yeah, as you said, 5G is very prominently reported in the press um, almost everywhere you go. You see 5G also as a marketing term. So what is 5G? I mean, we went in the mobile networks industry quite a while already through 2G, 3G, 4G, now 5G. So people might understand 5G is nothing else but just the next generation of mobile network technology. And in fact, to some extent it is, but to, the, to explain what 5G is all about, it is much more than just a new 
generation of mobile networks. In fact, it is a new architecture that has been introduced to industry, which is, of course, generating much higher performance on the radio interface so that you can have higher speeds there. But it is also coming along with a new architecture in the sense that um, this is a network that you can customize to your needs. This is a network that is not longer a mobile network built for voice with a piggyback uh, for data on it. Now, this time um, it has been thought through. And I always call it a universal network because depending on what you have plans for, you can configure it to your needs, be it throughput, be it latency or anything else. Uh, this new technology um, with a lot of fixed networks components inside, I have to say, um, is, uh, is really the one that is future-proof. Um, of course, it asks for some new technology. It asks for some um, yeah, changes in architecture. It also asks for new frequencies. Um, this is all uh, upcoming, and the technology is um, ready to be industry uh, for the industry, um, for uh, seeing yeah, much more use cases than ever before. Yeah, and you know, you, you mentioned 2G, 3G, 4G, and now 5G, right? And one, one of the interesting things about 4G was, you know, ba based on what, what I've kind of researched on the topic is that it, it was actually introduced as, as far back as 2009 or 2010, but you didn't really see kind of widespread adoption of 4G among mobile users until really, you know, 2015, 2016 or so. Um, and I wanted to kind of ask you about 5G in that way. Um, you know, we, we're kind of seeing early use cases now, uh, not only in the aviation industry, but everywhere in, in mobile networks. What do you think it will take to sort of uh, get to maybe a widespread adoption of 5G? You know, how, how, do, you, how do we get to that point that we got to with 4G and, and you know, 3G before that? Yeah, so for, for 5G to be introduced, you, you need several things to happen, of course. First, you need to have spectrum assigned. Spectrum is a precious good, and every country where 5G is deployed has to take some decisions um, what spectrum they can offer to the service providers for to build their networks on. The second thing you need, you need mobiles, you need end devices. So what we saw is that uh, because the large market is with private customers, this is where it started again here. You see already smartphones that are capable to go 5G. This was not so much last year. This is now opening. But the real hype, the real mass volumes will come when also in industry there will be end devices available which, would, which will meet professional requirements, um, be it uh, yeah, special specifications to meet and so on and so forth. But we are really at, at the, the beginning of it now. So 5G will come. It is, uh, it is about to start. Um, it has started already in the private domain, and it will start definitely in this year um, for also enterprise application. And considering you're within the airports division of Nokia Enterprise, what if, you know, if we look at an airport uh, today and you know, what, what are the actual enabling technologies that give you access to the Internet at an airport, uh, wireless access point, modem, antenna, et cetera, right? In terms of the actual, you know, kind of technology at an airport, 
what what has to change in order to enable 5G in the way that you know your organization already has in some some cases? Yeah, so you have all kinds of wireless communication system at an at an airport already now. Um, no airport can work without wireless communication. The problem with it is, however, that uh, for what we see today, you see a lot of silos. You have specialized networks for single use cases, a lot of airports for their professional um, uh, operations at the apron, at the, at the airfield, are also using Wi-Fi technology combined with public cell phones. We cannot say that it doesn't work, but you have all kinds of problems of coverage and capacity. So this is not the right technology to continue with. It, it does not provide to the airport the right uh, technology for going for their digital journey, for their improvement plans. So what we explain to the airports is take the decision and introduce a dedicated private wireless system based on 5G for your operational requirements only, separate by this the two user groups from each other, one being the passengers that are at the airport using the public cell phone services, using the wireless LAN services of the airport, and this is needed. But the, but the, the professional operations, the ramp agents, the ground service guys, even the fire brigades, <clears throat> bring them into another network, decide for 5G, serve them first with a professional coverage, with a reliable network, also very much secure, way much way better than any wi-fi can provide and then with this in hand go for your digitalization journey because this network will then allow you to introduce use cases that you today simply cannot do that you might have not even thought through because you are so much depending on the shortcomings of the today's wireless solutions that you have not even thought it through um, and all the airports thinking about it of course the first the first use cases are very much around give me a reliable voice communication but then it starts give me something where i can scan my baggage give me something where i can reduce the paperwork um, where i can bring more information from the operational center to the ramp agent working outside at the airfield and also the other direction give me more video information about what is truly happening on site um, not only if there is an event, but also what is happening at the fence of the airport. Um, but in all cases, it is really under surveillance. All these things you can do when you have this universal network available at the airport, it opens um, a new future to them. And you, so you mentioned, you kind of segmented out between the you know airport workers themselves and then passengers coming in. Now, if Nokia is approached by an airport and you're looking to de deploy a 5G private wireless network, how does that begin? What, what does the kind of process look like? I mean, is it sort of a phase introduction and uh, you have to sort of instruct passengers and maybe even the workers on how to use it? Or is it sort of a kind of a seamless just upgrade you can kind of open your cell phone and see the 5g network or how does that work yeah so if we introduce a private with an underline on private wireless uh, network this is not for to be used by the passengers they will be separated when they um when they switching on their cellular phone they will again get hooked up by uh, to the service providers network they are a customer with 
there is no change. The only thing is that maybe they don't they see less congestion because all the airport operation is no longer on that public uh, public network. For the um, ramp agents and their colleagues, uh, what will change is they will get a specialized device. They have um, uh, an own SIM card, and they will be the only ones on that network. So the airport can select who he will allow to join this network, and he can customize the capacity, the coverage, and the functionality of this private wireless network um, to his needs. Um, the passenger in parallel will also um, still continue to use um, the wireless LAN network, the Wi-Fi network. We are not against that. This is um, the right technology for this application. It is just not the right technology if you want to do a professional operation with. If you want to use this technology for to cover the ramp of an airport, you will see that it is not. It never was designed to do that. It has its limitation. For the ramp agents, um, this is where the change is. Not so much for the passenger. And so that would—that's what it looks like if you—if you're deploying a private wireless network. Now, what would be sort of the difference if it was a public uh, 5G network? Yeah, the public 5G network typically is customized by the service provider for the majority of its customers, which are private customers. So you will see functionalities and coverage which is selected and designed alongside this need. Um, for if you have a private wireless network which is operated by the airport, this uh, network will get customized to the professional requirements. Just like to give you an example, latency. Latency is a typical uh, performance indicator that for private customers, it does not pay such a relevance. Whether you are, have a latency of 100 milliseconds, which is typically the case in the networks today, or of 10 milliseconds or below, really does not make a big difference if you are just serving in the internet or doing a phone call. However, if you use autonomous driving, if you would um, like to remotely control robots or anything else, there is a big difference attached to the latency requirement. With 4G, by the way, you could not go below 10 milliseconds, which is not enough for autonomous driving. 5G is able to cope with it. 5G can go down to one millisecond. So even if technology would allow, a public uh, cell phone provider mm, probably will not have the interest to really customize this network just because of the airport's needs down to, this, um, to these performance levels. Whilst if you are your own operator with your own wireless system based on 5G this time, um, you are free. You are free to do what you want and you will customize it to your needs. And you actually sort of just uh, answered a little bit of my next question, which was, you know, we, we do have a lot of sort of uh, engineering and technical experts that listen to this podcast from across different segments of the aviation industry. Uh, and I know one of the things that a lot of engineers try to, you know, help understand new technologies like this is looking, you know, any statistics or sort of data points you can provide about 
5G in terms of upload or download speeds, you know, what what will we actually see in terms of that? Like you just said, the difference between 4G and 5G when it comes to things like download and, and upload speeds. Yeah, it's always um, difficult to rate it by by these kind of performance data. But anyway, I will, I will give it a try. Just imagine there is a factor of 10 between 4G and 5G. The factor of 10 for the download speeds that you could go for, 4G is somehow delivering, if you want, 100 megabit per second. With a 5G network, a download speed of 1 gigabit is possible. It's even not too hard to do. You could theoretically even go beyond that. But for reality um, applications, let's stick to the 1 gigabit, which is quite a difference. The other big difference is, as I introduced already, the latency. Latency today um, in a 4G-based public network, which is not configured to go to the edge, you will see latency of uh, 50, maybe up to 100 milliseconds. Um, you could go down to 10, but not beyond. With 5G, you can reach one millisecond. This is close to the reaction of your brain, of a human brain. So there is quite a difference um, whether your remote control is reacting to the robot within 10 milliseconds or one milliseconds. You don't want to know how far a car can drive within nine milliseconds of the action time. You don't want to be in that car when it's only controlled by 10 milliseconds. These are typical performance um, indicators that are quite different between the two technologies. Um, of course, there is much more, which is more embedded in the architecture. <clears throat> As I said, 5G is not just a mobile network. It is a total new architecture. It serves uh, also the needs of the <clears throat> IT um, standards. And maybe 5G is now really the time where we see convergence between telecommunication and IT-related networks. This is how I would phrase it. I see. It is really interesting to think about the possibility and you know future potential applications you can find not only in the early use cases, but once uh, you know the the end users, the customers of, of Nokia and others start to discover what else they can do with that type of speeds. It's really interesting to think. Now, I, I do have to ask you also. You know, the kind of one of the main topics we like to focus on in the, on the podcast is in-flight internet and the use of internet uh, you know, in the sky while you're at 35,000 feet, especially in the cabin or by you know, pilots and flight crews. Now, you know, I know that you're within the airports division of Nokia Enterprise, but I do have to ask while we have you, you know, what, what kind of potential change or uh, sort of upgrades and efficiencies you can see by the introduction of 5G on the actual airplane? I mean, you know, what, what, what could we actually expect to see change if 5G was actually brought into the in-flight internet experience? Yeah, so maybe we start with the aircraft still being on the ground. And unfortunately, in a lot of cases, as a passenger, you find yourself sitting in a plane, but still on the ground for a lot of reasons. Um, when you are there, you are still part of the ground network as, your pri as a private customer, uh, still in the network of your selected uh, service provider. And you still you also want to continue with the same um, customer experience that you had outside of the um, aircraft, inside the aircraft. This you can solve with coverage. Now, once the aircraft, however, is airborne, things are changing. 
because the frequencies and the technology that you use on the ground is not allowed when you are airborne. And this is for a reason, not in all countries you use the same frequencies, you use, you, you use the same spectrum. So when the aircraft is um, airborne, um, what we, by the way, also have is an air-to-ground solution. What then changes is that you are using your Wi-Fi stack on the smartphone and you are um, get assigned to an access point, which is in the aircraft. And the 4G technology today is then used to connect the aircraft router to the ground network to give you an uplink or a downlink as a passenger. For a passenger, I'm not talking of, for the for the pilots. This is a, a totally different ecosystem. Now, 5G, of course, uh, will replace once over a while the 4G uplink and gives even more speed to available to the aircraft for the passenger to use. Um, it is not that you use 5G directly, though, in an aircraft that is airborne. But 5G will be the next generation for the uplink between the um, aircraft and the ground network if you are using, as an airline, the solution that Nokia is providing. I see. Okay. So it's sort of a, more of a seamless experience. So, yeah. So, okay. If you are sort of in, in the in-flight entertain, entertainment and connectivity business, I mean, that, that was a really good and interesting breakdown to learn about. So. Uh, the last thing I do have to ask you about, uh, Thomas, before we let you go is, you know, considering that uh, we're still kind of working through this COVID-19 pandemic, how have you sort of been working through that? I mean, is are, are you all at Nokia Enterprise working from home? Uh, has it affected you all? Or are you, so, you, you all sort of still working on deploying early use cases of 5G through this pandemic? Yeah, we do actually. And I mean, Nokia uh, was pretty well prepared for to meet that crisis. The preparation never was meant to meet such a crisis, however, but we are an internationally operated company. For us, it is quite common that you also have times where you need to work from home. Um, maybe also because, of, of course, we are close to the latest way of uh, technical communication. This was good because our customers, whilst they were in deep uh, problems, also um, had the need for further support to stay in business, for business continuity. i give you a good example. Um, end of last year, I was able to um, sell our 5G network based on an automated architecture to um, a large MRO site. I can't even tell you the name. It's official. It's Lufthansa. Um, they wanted to have a 5G private network in their hangars for to do remote inspection uh, at an engine repair stand. And fortunately, we did that before the crisis came. Um, originally, they had the idea to offer this to their customers. Yeah, let's bring down carbon footprint and, and uh, a lot of other stuff to improve travel costs. But it turned out for them to be the tool for stay in business, for business continuity, because their customer were not allowed to see them on site in Hamburg. And if so, then they would not have been allowed to enter the site, all for the same reasons. But now with this remote inspection, which is simply working with a Ultra HD, a 4K video stream, goes over, over a 5G network to the internet, so that the customer of Lufthansa Technik can inspect, can be present at the inspection 
just as he would be himself physically in the hangar. Yeah, using it very often, it was meant to be a trial, but it turned out to be a really good solution for this MRO operator to stay in business and continue with. They are quite happy with this. As we were prepared as Nokia to meet the problems of this crisis, we could spend our time to help our customers to yeah, run, against, run against the problems that are being caused by the virus. Interesting. So there you have it. I mean, you already have sort of early use cases of 5G coming into the aviation industry. Well, Thomas, I want to say thank you for coming on the podcast today. I think our listeners definitely got a real good understanding and learning of how this you know, new technology is going to come into fruition in the industry. That brings us to the end of another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. If you have suggestions for topics we should focus on in upcoming episodes, the easiest way to reach out to me is on Twitter at WBellamy3AC, or you can also find my email address in the description of this podcast episode as well. If you are listening to us on Apple iOS devices, please leave a rating or comment for us there as well, as it greatly helps us to improve the episodes moving forward. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III, and thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast.